Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with social worker and life coach Jennifer Schweitzer. She is a certified life coach and launched Kindfulness Coaching to help professional women ditch chronic stress, overwhelm, and burnout and restore calm, productive order to their lives. Jen has 17 years of experience as a licensed master social worker working in medical social work and mental health counseling, which allows her to bring a unique experience to her coaching practice. Jen has been featured on on several podcasts and she is continuing to learn and do great things out there enjoy this interview great to meet you you too thanks for thanks for the call absolutely where are you located new york all right we're at new york oh uh we are in upstate so near buffalo okay i got gotcha. you cool yeah very cool yeah well, i'm in the middle of the country here in kansas city okay okay yeah. so well, it's great to meet you. And I want to start our conversation off with what we all lived through for the last three years, getting through COVID. How did you get through that time period and how did it change you? Wow, uh, that <laughs> is a big question. So I was actually working uh, in a hospital as a social worker during COVID. So at the beginning of COVID, not a lot changed for me because I was a mandated uh an essential staff to go in and continue to work. And as the months got, went on, it, it, um, I think the, the fear got more, the, the fear got bigger in people. And eventually after a few months of operating as normal, um, I came to work at home and it was a very, very strange, uh, dynamic. And, we actually, uh, my husband actually went through a major medical trauma during COVID, um, which kind of impacted me um, and my career and the trajectory of my career. So I started working at home. He got sick. And that's kind of when I reevaluated everything. I think both of those things started happening at the same time. And I reevaluated like what's important to me? What do I want for the rest of my future? And how do I get that? And so that kind of changed the trajectory for me and not sure if it's COVID, if it was his medical issues or a combination of both that kind of brought me to where I am today, which is out of the hospital, working from home um, and continuing to to operate um, a day to day that is fulfilling to me. So with that in mind, what exactly to let's get to the heart of what exactly you do on a daily basis. I'm going to yeah. put you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day. Yeah. And one of the kids looks up and says, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that child? I get to help people every single day and I get to help people to live a life that they want to live and that they that makes them happy. So you probably had a pretty big uptick since COVID, I would imagine. Yeah. 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 So what did you want to be in the third grade? What did you want to grow up and become? A marine biologist. Okay. So let's get to the, let's get to the root of how this happened. Tell me where you were born and raised and what were some of the seeds that were planted in you to get into social work and to help people? You know, I, I, I have no idea where marine biology came from. I think that I liked animals and it may have been more from an empathetic, uh, characteristic that I was brought up with. I was always brought up to um, 
you know, just care and help. And I think that that kind of stuck with me throughout the years. And when I went to college, I still kind of was unsure of what route I wanted to go, but I knew I wanted to help and support people in the best way that I could. Um, and to use my caring, empathetic personality to better society and people in general. So how did, what what was kind of the timeline? How did you get into social work? How did it all steamroll to you being at home today doing it? Yeah, so I I have a, I went to school. I have a bachelor's and a master's degree in social work. I'm licensed. Um, I'm providing therapy. And the timeline all went very, very, um, predictable. So I went through both my bachelor and my master with the intention to move forward in the social work realm. And I worked with uh, in a lot of medical settings and mental health therapy settings. And, you know, I, from the hospital that I came back to home, working from home and coaching. So it kind of just was a pretty straightforward trajectory. Um, I knew what I wanted. I went for it and I got it. Right on. So who's been a hero for you in your life? Oh, my husband is my hero. He has been through a lot in the last couple of years and um, his medical and mental health has struggled and he has fought through that and he is stronger every day for himself and our family and watching him move through that just it's pretty remarkable so you obviously have to be strong because of that what's been your strength what has kept you strong what has been an outlet for you you know for me it was taking care of myself i think that that has always been you know because of my empathetic caring personality i've always taken care of others um and actually during covid when i started transitioning into coaching I started taking care of myself and that's when the big changes came and that's where I got strong and taking care of my own health and mental health needs is kind of put me where I am today. So being in the realm of social work, one of the, one of the good offshoots of COVID was that it's not just that like depression and mental health issues aren't just kind of this stigmata where people are like, yeah, get over it. You know, yeah. it's kind of this compartmentalized thing. It's more of a mainstream thing now. And I'm sure that's probably helped with the way that you evaluate and go, go yeah. and, and deal with clients. Yes, absolutely. And I think that, you know, part of my, my role has been working to end that stigma. Um, I live in a small community, very rural, and I've done a lot of education um, in our community on decreasing that stigma and, you know, encouraging people like, you know, you don't have to be depressed where you don't leave the house to seek out help and support. You know, you can just need, know that something is missing or you can just recognize that your relationships aren't what you want it to be. And that's okay. And there's help and support out there for you. And you should never be ashamed of that. So if you can meet anybody on the planet right now and spend some time with them, who would it be? Michelle Obama. Okay. I think she's just a strong, powerful woman. And I, I, uh, 
want to emulate uh, that. There would be a lot of people in the room. It's either Oprah or Michelle Obama. That's always number one and two. <laughs> really? Really? <Yeah>. So, <laughs> I like Oprah, too. That's a good one. Well, there you go. You could have. We could have a two for one, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you this. You know, obviously, someone like Michelle Obama has a high level of... Um, of motivation to do what they do. What is that for you? What gets you out of bed? What gets you to do the work that you want to do? How does that happen? Yeah, I think it's just this inner strength that I've been working on the last couple of years. It's that, you know, because I think that we are our biggest change factor and no one else is going to motivate me or encourage me. It all has to come from within. And for me, that's just getting up every day, doing what I know makes me feel good so that I can put my best self out there. So obviously you can't mention names, but if is there a client, a client success story that always puts a smile on your face? It does. Yes. Even just thinking about it. Um, I work with a nurse who is I've been working with her for almost two years and she was getting ready to retire. She still is getting ready to retire and she's preparing for what her life is going to look like after work is no longer there for her. Um, and I think that that's really hard transition, um, you know, especially for a woman who, you know, her identity is her work and she's starting to think about what, what happens next? Who am I next? What do I do with myself? And so she's working on that kind of strength, the inner strength and confidence to continue to do the great things that she does into retirement. So of all the things that you've done so far in your life, what are you the proudest of? We, my husband and I are foster parents and we have um, a little four-year-old with us right now. And I am most proud of his progress. That puts a huge smile on my face and my heart. Um, that's probably my biggest accomplishment is keeping him safe for the last couple of months. So if you have a dream tonight, you run into a much younger version of yourself and you could give that version of you a piece of advice based on the life you've lived, the wisdom you've gained. What advice would you give your younger self? Just be kind to yourself. Um, I, I think that we grow up in a world where we're so hard on ourselves and, you know, we always we generally put ourselves last and to just stand with confidence and be kind to myself. I probably needed that advice when I was growing up. So in the realm of social work and, and all of the things that you do with people, you get to see it in a very different light because this is your profession and you see it all the time. But what's one of the main things that people have an issue with that is relatively easy for you to see, but hard for them to figure out and take care of? Yeah, I think, you know, anxiety shows up in so many different ways for so many different folks. And, you know, the overthinking and the lack of confidence that we have in the decisions that we make. And I think that that's so big. And, you know, I just had a conversation with a client yesterday about how people with anxiety talk too much because they overthink what they're actually saying and what's coming out. And it's just, it's, interesting to see because somebody doesn't know in the moment that that's what's happening, but I can see it on my end, that overthinking and, you know, their wheels turning in their head. So everyone out there has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, but you ultimately are in control. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? You know, I, I think that I am strong. I think that I am successful and motivated and driven. 
So if anyone out there would like to get in touch with you, learn more about you, anything about your world, where can they go? Kindfulnesscoaching.com. Excellent. How do you pronounce, what's the right way to pronounce your last name? Schweitzer. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that there wasn't something that was kind of zigzagging around there. It was great to meet you, Jennifer. (laughs) Thank you so much for taking a minute out today. Best of luck with everything. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. 